Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Maddie. And we're here to give you our worthless opinions. I really love the look you have going right now. It's a really good look. And I'm not going to lie to you, I feel like I might have a burp coming on. Maybe in like the next like... Me? Five, no, me. Like oh. the next like five minutes. Well, I'm drinking sparkling water, so... Oh, it might be soon. <gasps> also, I can't hear anything through these headphones, so you're going to have to tell me if the audio sounds bad. I don't think it sounds bad. You can hear yourself? Yeah. Why can't you hear? Move your towel. Like, scooch it out the way. Maddie has on a giant towel turban. <laughs> I'm doing curly hair. She's plopping. So I have... Ow. Is it called pineappling or plopping? I've always heard it called plopping. I swear to God, someone I know calls it, like, the like do like the pineapple or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I do look like a pineapple. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that's true. it. It's true. Okay, I can hear now. I have it on Excellent. one ear. Good. You look like a cartoon character or an evil villain. <laughs> I look insane. Anyway, uh, move on. <laughs> I look like a homeless person. I look like a homeless person on drugs. But, like, you have headphones on, and they're, like, nice ones. So, yeah. like, not quite a homeless person, but, like, a... A futuristic cartoon villain. Which reminds me, I went to go get gas um, right before we recorded, and there was a man dressed... Oh, there's the burp. There it is. There it is. Okay, go on. <laughs> and there was a man dressed, like, fairly... Like, he was dressed nicely. Like, he had, like, a white button-up shirt on, like, slacks, but, like, he was very disheveled, and he was clearly tripping out of his mind. He was just screaming, like, what did I ever do to you? Like, I was there for, like, ten minutes. Just watching. And just, like, to no... Like, screaming to no one, just on the corner at the gas station. Was it us that were together the other day when we saw that lady... We went to the barn together, right? And when we were pulling out, we saw a woman, like, foaming at the mouth, very yeah. obviously on drugs. And we had the conversation, like, do you, do we, do you like, stop? call like, the police? Yeah, like, what do you do? But then that comes, that, that question comes in where it's like, are the police the right people for this? No. There should be some kind of, like, right. mental crisis health line. Yeah. That is not cops. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. Well, this week, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, we are talking about Centralia, Pennsylvania. I know nothing about Centralia. Kelly texted me earlier today, and I was like, what are we talking about tonight? I was like, I have no fucking clue. And she said, okay, I'll handle it. (laughs) Yeah. Surprise! (laughs) I've got it. Um, Well, so I have known about this for forever because I'm a really big fan of the movie Silent Hill and the video games as well. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah. What the fuck? You've never seen Silent Hill? No. I don't think. Let me Google it. I don't think so. I'm like. I mean, like, did it come out when my parents would not have allowed me to watch a horror movie? Well, yeah, but I I swear to God we watched it in college. Well, maybe we did. Like, I swear to you. Anyway, it's a really good scary movie. It's based on a video game. And um, the town that Silent Hill takes place in is based on Centralia, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So. We're going to get into that. Okay. I have definitely never seen that movie. Oh, okay. Well, we should definitely watch it together sometime. It's the fant- games look fun, though. It's fantastic. Uh, it's uh, fan- 10 out of 10. Great, scary movie. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Getting started. Okay. So I'm just going to give you like a current rundown of the town, and then we'll get into the history, and then we'll get into the spook spook. I'm ready. Okay, so uh, currently, Centralia is a ghost town located in Columbia County, Pennsylvania. As of today, it only has five residents. And the reason for those five residents is the fact that there is still a coal mine on fire beneath the town that has been on fire since 1962. Okay, I have heard of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So... Central the or where Central is located is the least populated mis- municipality. 
municipality. Thank you. Yes. In Pennsylvania. Uh, the reason for that being is that, well, most of it's on fire. Um, <laughs> all but underground. Of, yeah. Literally. <laughs> all of the real estate in the borough uh, was claimed under eminent domain in 1992 and was condemned by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Centralia's zip code was discontinued by the Postal Service in 2002. And state and local officials reached an agreement that the seven <laughs> remaining residents, as of October 29th, were allowed to live out the remainder of their lives there. So, you know, there was only But you're seven. not getting any mail. <laughs> no, apparently not. There was only seven at the time. There are now five, which means, I guess, like, two of them has passed away. So, what are you going to tell me why those people still live there? I mean, no, it's just... So, from my understanding, eminent domain is kind of like one of those things where the government's like, hey, it's not safe for you to leave here. You have to leave. Right. But at the same time, this is America. And so, theoretically, they could be like, no, this is my land, bought and paid for. I am fucking staying. It's kind of similar to one of those things where, remember Hurricane Katrina? How the government went in and was like, get the fuck out. It's straight up not safe for you to be here. This is for your own good. But a lot of people didn't listen. Mm -hmm. This is kind of similar. Okay, except except the government actually took over the like owns the land. Now. Yes, and uh-huh. we'll we'll get into it. I'll right. give you all okay, the details. Okay. I don't know why those specific people decided to stay, but there was. But it is the case where like they maybe are just a little crazy, and they're like, "No, I'm not." Leaving. I would assume they are most certainly crazy. Okay. okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into the origins. So in 1749, uh, local native tribes apparently sold the land to colonial agents for 500 pounds. Now that. Sounds all good and well, but if we know anything about colonial America, they probably... They fucking sucked. Yeah, they probably didn't just be like, hey, can we buy a suit for you guys? Oh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah they, like, no. raped their women and forced them out, and then were like, here, here's Here's your, 500 here's pounds. Here's 500 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, so I really, I would just like to note that I really doubt that, that is how it went down, but that is what the history books say. And then in 1770, construction was taking place on Redding Road, which is a stretch of road going from Redding, Pennsylvania to Fort Augusta. During construction of the road, people also took time to survey the land for settlement. And then throughout the rest of the 1700s and early 1800s, the land would be exchanged and sold through different people, but nothing really significant happened to it. Then in 1832, the town got its first name. Bull's Head, and it was named after a local tavern that had been opened called Bull's Head Tavern. Huh. How original. <laughs> in 1842, Centralia's land was bought by Locust Mountain Coal and Iron Company. Alexander Ray, the owner of the company and a mining engineer, moved his family in and began planning a village, laying out streets, and doing a lot of development. Ray named the town Centerville, but in 1865, had to change it to Centralia because the U.S. Postal Service already had a Centerville. Huh. Wait. Well, at this time, remember, the postcode, postal, codes, postal codes hadn't been developed. Oh, okay. So this was, like, there back could, in the day. Yes, yeah, like, like, literally the 1800s. Did you just watch my brain implode? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? No, there are multiple. Many things. Yes. <laughs> but at this time, you couldn't do that or else your mail would literally never get to you. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> Okay, and then in 1854, the Mine Run Railroad was built to transport coal in or out of the valley, and this really helped the town start to pick up in terms of coal mining. Uh, the first two coal mines in Centralia opened in 1856, the Locust Run Mine and the Coal Ridge Mine. Afterward came the Hazeldale Colliery Mine in 1860, the Centralia Mine in 1862, and Centralia in the central mine in 1863 so basically they 
realized that this land was rich in coal and they started popping up all over the place. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Now we're going to get into the town's tumultuous history. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so you remember my guy, Alexander Ray? He was kind of credited as the town's yes. founder. He went, mm-hmm. settled it, started building it up. So he was actually murdered in <gasps> October of 1868. Plot yeah. twist. Mm. He was traveling from Centralia to Mount Carmel and was attacked on the road by a group of Molly Maguires. Now you've been asking yourself. What the fuck is Molly What is a Molly Maguire? <laughs> <laughs> So the Molly Maguires were um, a 19th century Irish secret service or secret society. They were active in Ireland, Liverpool, and parts of the eastern United States. They were best known for their activism among Irish American and Irish immigrant coal miners in Pennsylvania. Uh, they were famous for a series of violent conflicts, and there was like I think 20 suspected members of the Molly Maguires who were convicted of murder and other crimes and were executed in hangings. The history of the Molly Maguires is actually a really integral part of Pennsylvania lore. Yeah. Oh, I, that is the coolest shit yes, I've ever heard. They're basically heard. like Irish gangbangers. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're apparently a pretty big part of like Irish immigrant Pennsylvanian history and specifically in relation to coal mines. I am obsessed with that. Well, if you'd like to do an episode like on peaky. them, it's I'm like sure we could. blinders. Except in America. And they're Irish. <laughs> so the three men... um, Result like who were found to be guilty of the murder of Alexander Ray were eventually were eventually convicted and hung. Ten years later, in March of eighteen seventy eight. Damn! Why yeah. did it take so long? I would imagine it's because they were part of a secret society, <laughs> so they couldn't like they were hard to find. I would assume so. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see. I mean, like I kind of just briefly touched okay, in on this. Gotcha. I mean, if you like, that's a great topic for an episode. We could talk about the Molly Maguires. I'm sure secret society sounds super. That cool. would be. I'm adding it to the list. Please do. So there were several other incidences of murder and arson that took place during this violence, and Centralia was a hotbed for the Molly Maguires. They were active during the 1860s, and they organized a mine workers' union in order to improve wages and working conditions, because the majority of miners at the time were immigrants, largely Irish immigrants. A legend among locals in Centralia tells that a father, McDaniel McDermott, or Daniel McDermott, who was the first Roman Catholic priest to call Centralia home, cursed the land in retaliation for being assaulted by three members of the Molly Maguires in 1869. Hmm. That's very, like, not witchy of Christian. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, so I, I think it's important to note that, though, because obviously they don't have a great history with him and i'd be willing to bet a lot of money that they don't have a great history with the native americans either and we all know how that goes <laughs> so uh this priest mcdermott said that there would be a day when saint ignatius roman catholic church would be the only structure remaining in centralia because that's what religious freedom is all about y'all yes sorry very loud. <laughs> um Many of the Molly Maguire's leaders were hang, or hung in 1877, ending a lot of their crime. Legends say that the number of descendants from the Molly Maguire's that still live in Saint, that still lived in Centralia up to the 1800 or 1980s. Okay. So they have a, a long-standing history in that area. Okay. According to a number of federal census tax records, the town of Centralia reached its maximum population in 1890 with 2,761 residents. It's like when you peak in high school. 
peaked in the 1800s. Um, at its peak, the town had seven churches, five hotels, 27 saloons, <laughs> two theaters, one bank, one post office, 18 general stores. <laughs> Wait, how many churches? Uh, they seven? had seven churches, but 27 seven. saloons. That's shocking to me. I would have expected it to be the opposite. Yeah, no, no, no. Those Irish men like their saloons. The, oh, that's fair. That's fair. 37 years later, uh, the production of, I can't pronounce this, uh, it's a certain type of coal, so an anthracite coal okay. had reached its peak in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, and then in the following years, production declined as many of the young miners from Centralia enlisted in World War One and left the area. So. And then uh, the Wall Street crash of 1929 resulted in the Lay Valley Coal Company closing five of its Centralia-located mines. That is so, like, just the fact that there were so many mines that they could close five of them is crazy to me. So this is when bootleg mining started. Uh, They started mining in several of the idle closed mines using techniques called pillar robbing where miners would extract coal from coal pillars left in the mines to support their roofs this caused the collapse of many of the idle mines further complicating the prevention of the mine fire that we're going to get to in a few minutes so efforts to steal to seal off the abandoned mines ran into collapsed areas so they couldn't actually properly seal to stop the fire because of all the bootlegging mining techniques huh yeah wow Mm-hmm. So coal mining in general did continue in Centralia up until the 1960s when most of the companies shut down. But of course, the bootlegging mining continued until the 1980s. Why are people so dumb? It's like it's it's like it's money. People haven't people changed. People yeah. have not changed. Yeah, but the strip and open pit mining are still active in the area, not in Centralia, but like in the area. Uh, an underground mine about three miles to the west employs about 40 people. Rail service there ended in 1966, but Centralia did operate its own school district, including elementary schools and high schools. There were also two Catholic schools, and by 1980, it had only 1,012 residents, but another five or 600 lived in the nearby areas. Okay. So. All right, let's get into the fire. Yes. Okay, so the origins of the fire are debated there are a couple okay. different opinions of what happened but i'm going to go over the kind of like most commonly agreed upon one what well, was clearly the curse that the catholic <laughs> man put on the town yeah well yeah i mean like i feel like that probably is what caused these the issues. the wrath of god came down upon or them. the wrath of native american spirits so. that too we don't mess with those yet um mm. okay so most expert ex ex wow experts yes i just whew, had to take a minute there my brain is moving not as fast as my mouth. Um, so most <laughs> experts agree that the start of the fire can be traced back to an attempt to clean up a local landfill. So in May of 1962, the Centralia Borough Council hired five members of the Volunteer Fire Company to clean up, clean up the town landfill. Located in an abandoned strip mine pit next to the Odd Fellows Cemetery just outside the borough limits. This had actually been done prior years uh, on Memorial Day, where it was very standard for them to, like, go and clean the landfill. Mm-hmm. But they usually did it in a different location. The landfill had recently been moved to this strip mine pit. 
So then on May 27th of 1962, the firefighters had done, as they always did in the past, they set up a drum on fire and let it burn for some time, burning fire off and like burning trash. But unlike in previous years, the fire was not fully properly extinguished, which is shocking considering these are fucking volunteer firefighters. Mm -hmm. Um, So an unsealed opening in the pit allowed the fire to enter the labyrinth of abandoned coal mines underneath Centralia. Yikes. Yeah. So that's the first theory. Another theory states that the fire was actually started the day before when a trash hauler had dumped a bunch of hot ash or coal discarded from coal burners onto the open landfill. Apparently, borough council meetings from June 4th, 1962 referred to two fires at the dump that firefighters had submitted bills on and fighting the fire at the landfill area. So that's like before the landfill cleanup had happened. Mm. The borough, by law, was responsible for installing a fire-resistant clay barrier between each layer of the landfill. But they had fallen behind schedule, leaving the barrier incomplete. This is what allowed the hot coals to penetrate the vein of the coal mine underneath and start the subsequent subterranean fire. Okay. Another theory proposes that the blast colliery fire, that's what they're like, colliery fire, okay. of 1932 was never fully extinguished. So this was the fire that took place in another area, and that that fire eventually reached the landfill by 1962. However, there was a local miner named Frank Gurgel Sr. who disputed that theory. He said that he actually ran a bootleg mine with his brother near the landfill from 1960 to 1962, and that the other fire that was with the blast colliery fire had been extinguished. They said if it hadn't, they definitely would have run into it and been killed by the noxious gases that would have come from the surrounding tunnels. Hmm, okay. So that one was kind of like a, <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So the devastating scale of the underground fire wasn't fully recognized for over 10 years. Oh, it that's a long time. Yes. It wasn't until 1979 when gas station owner and then mayor John Coddington inserted a dipstick into one of his underground tanks to check the fuel level. When he withdrew it, he realized that it seemed really hot. And so he was curious and he tied a thermometer to a string and it lowered it down into the tank, pulled it up and discovered... That the temperature of the gas tank was 172 degrees Fahrenheit. <gasps> I don't know how he was alive. I what temperature does gas ignite I don't at? know, but I don't think it's close, or I don't think it's far off from that. So then a statewide attention to the fire began to increase, culminating two years later, in ni- or three years later in 1981. A 12-year-old boy named Todd Domb- Domboski fell into a sinkhole, that was four feet wide and 150 feet deep. It suddenly just opened up beneath his yard and swallowed him. Luckily, his 14-year-old cousin, Eric Wolfgang, pulled him out of the hole and saved his life. However, there were plumes of hot steam billowing from the hole, and they were tested and found to contain lethal levels of carbon monoxide. That makes me want to die. Sinkholes make me want to die. They're terrifying. I can't do I think about them all the time. (laughs) So although there was no uh, physical or visible evidence of the fire, residents of Centralia were bitterly divided over the question of how to handle the fire and whether or not it posed a direct threat to the town, which just doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Obviously it does. There's actually a book written about this called The Real Disaster is Above Ground by Steve Nolesmith and Steve Koch. 
And they identified at least six community groups, each organized around varying interpretations of the amount and risk that the fire posed, and they all kind of opposed each other and what the proper way to handle it was. So then in 1983, the U.S. Congress had to step in. They allocated more than $42 million in relocation funds and efforts to get everyone relocated. Nearly all the residents accepted the government buyout offers, and more than 1,000 people were moved out of the town, and 500 structures were demolished. By 1990, a census record showed that only 63 people remained in the town. So it sounds like those 63 people just didn't want to leave. So my land. You can't take it. Yeah. So today, as of today, Centralia is, as we mentioned, still on fire. Uh, Part of this has made it really interesting to people who wanted to use it as inspiration for things like ghost towns or manifestations of hell. So uh, there was a a movie called uh, Strange Highway and Vampires Zero, and those are all places that they, like, used to inspire it. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Silent Hill. They all went there, saw what it looked like, and used it to, like, describe a modern-day hellscape. Okay. So, yeah. Because you can't tell that things are on fire. So, yeah, we'll get into this. There are, as, because this fire still rages beneath the ground, they actually installed relief smokestacks dotted around the town. They basically drilled into the ground, put wow. a smokestack in, put a little cover over it to try and relieve some of the like steam and smoke that was coming out of there. So you can still see steam and smoke in a lot of areas. Okay. So it is very spooky. It's and because it's Pennsylvania, it's often like overcast and rainy and it's always like steamy and hot and kind of gross there so this is like a really stupid question i know that the answer is you can't put it out but like have they explored putting it out i believe they have yes okay. and well i think they're i think i should mention it i kind of mentioned why they can't okay so yeah so again they've uh they've kind of tried to put in some relief efforts but in many areas it's still leaking toxic gas and that can pose an extreme risk to anyone who goes looking to explore or visit the town yikes yes so as with any ghost town there are still a lot of remnants that you can see there today there are sidewalks buildings street signs and roads however many of those have been overtaken by vegetation or they've crumbled into the hollow earth below Ooh, oh that gives me a chill down my spine no thank you so here's an interesting bit one of the best preserved buildings in centralia is the The fucking church the Blessed Virgin Mary Greek Catholic Church. It was once one of five churches in the town, and it is the only one left standing today. And it up. is still a shining, pristine Shut white color, and it sits on top of a perfectly preserved hill. I looked Shut up pictures up. of it. It look, It is in perfect condition. <laughs> it is very weird to look at. And if you've ever seen this movie, Silent Hill, there's like a creepy church on top of the hill, and it's de- like you can definitely see where they got That's the inspiration. That's where Satan lives? Mm, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, one of the many primary highlights of Centralia, and one of the things that attracts people to go visit it, because you can technically go visit it, was the Graffiti Highway. Um, unfortunately, today, due to a lack of proper management of a site and a lack of respect from go- from locals and, I was about to say ghosts, from, from locals, <laughs> <That too. laughs> and, locals, ghosts, and visitors, uh, the historic roadway had to be covered in dirt as of April 2020. So that kind of sucks because it would have been nice if they left it as a historic landmark, but instead they just covered it up. But at one time, the three-fourth mile long stretch of road was famous for being graffitied. 
Um, it was one of the best spots of evidence to see where the damage that was caused by the underground fire happened. There were large portions of the highway that looked like they were overgrown or abandoned or they had been split in two. Like you can see like, oh. just like the concrete just been split in two. Large cracks run through the center and then the smaller cracks go further out. Um, at one point in the road, there was like a buckle in the asphalt with a three foot tall wall. It's just like it totally. Oh, my God. That's insane. And there are a lot of reports that smoke can still be seen rising from those cracks at times. Okay. Um, However, more those have become like more scarce over the years because the fire is currently moving deeper underground. So that that. is kind of why they have an issue putting it out. There's a two part issue. Uh, One of those is because of all the bootleg mining that went on. Mm -hmm. A lot of the mining shafts have collapsed on themselves. And they can't really put it out because they can't get to it to put okay. it out. Yeah. Um, the other issue is is that one shafts lead to another, which leads to another, which right. leads to another, and that's why it's, it's like going endless. down. Yeah. yeah. So they think that at this point it probably will burn for another like ten to fifty years. Ten to fifty. Ten to fifty. Yeah. It's well. Yeah. It's and in one of her call I read it said if not contained. But it really didn't say much about what they can do to contain it. Well, yeah. And, like, that's why I said it's probably a stupid question because, like, duh, it's underground. Yeah. Like, you know. And you can't control coal fire. There's not. You cannot put out coal fire. Oh, really? You can't no. even do the foam or anything? You can. But I think the issue is, is getting enough of it down. Yeah, that would be a lot. It, it, and then because of so many of the collapsed tunnels and the further collapsing caused by the current fire, it basically just sounds like they're they're kind of of the opinion that, well, the best thing to do is just let it burn off. Damn. So that is what they're doing. But you can't, as I mentioned, you actually can go visit it. Okay. Um, the only thing that is noted is that there are still residents that live there. Uh, there's usually a lot of, like, no trespassing signs. So if you ever do visit, just be respectful of those. Don't trespass. <laughs> Please do not. And if you see smoke or steam coming out, be sure to stay downwind because it's probably toxic. Oh, God. <laughs> it's Put probably carbon t-shirt. monoxide. So don't breathe it in. But oh, um, God. And it kind of sucks that the graffiti highway isn't there because that's one of the things that I had always been, that I had always pictured when I thought about it. Yeah, that would have been a cool place to visit. I'll put pictures up on the gram of it. but um, it's And they really covered it up? With sand. They just covered it with sand. They were just like, oh, nope, okay. You know how much money that costs? Probably more than it would have to, like, just keep it intact. Maybe don't let people. I get why they couldn't let people just, like, walk all you over You could probably it. pay security for, like, ten years with the amount of money that they spent on sand. Sand, yeah. <laughs> sand is expensive. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that, so that is Centralia, Pennsylvania. That's fascinating. That is the... The history and the coal fire and... I think it's crazy that they don't actually know. Like, we don't actually know how it happened. Yeah, I mean, they just think it was, like, a landfill. And because the landfill... Like an oopsie? Well, because the landfill had moved and sat on top of, like, a split between two mines, Mm -hmm. it sounds like the fire just kind of, like, literally fell in a crack in the most basic sense of the word. (laughs) Then the burrow hadn't put those, like, clay protectors down. So it's kind of those things where it's just like a shit storm of unfortunate events, events, huh. people not doing their jobs kind That's of deal. Crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So if you lived in Centralia, PA, and you found out that the mines were burning, would you leave? Oh, absolutely. Not only a Native American curse, but a Catholic curse as well. I'd have already been gone. I would not have stayed. <laughs> yeah, I I would have also left. I would I would like to know more about the people who were like, here's a couple thousand dollars to leave, and they were like, no, 
I would yeah. like to stay on top of my burning hellhole of a house. Well, I wonder if it was like, because 63 people isn't that much. I won't, I'll bet you it was like a couple of families. Because it's like, no, my family's here. I'm not going to leave. Like, yeah. I could, that's the only. Or We've it's been not here the only since reason. the town was settled. I'm not leaving my family right. land. Like, that that's the first idea that comes to mind. It's like, no, I'm not going to leave my family. No, I don't. I, I think that's probably exactly what it is. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that would happen here. Like, uh, what was it? There was, at one point, when they were, like, when the TVA was setting up, there mm-hmm. were those stories of people who just refused to move out of their house, and the TVA gave them a ton of warnings, like, we're going to flood it, we're going to flood it, we're going to flood it, we're going to flood it. Like, we're going to flood it tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to flood it today. <laughs> the people never left. They just probably died. So. <laughs> people are stubborn, man. Yeah. I mean, but at that point, I think you probably just have to, like, I would imagine the government is like, well, you are signing away your rights to, like, be angry at us if you die, because we warned you. (laughs) Yeah. So. Damn. Okay. But, yeah, that's the, I wish there was more spook spook to it. Um, I think that being there in general, though, would be very eerie. Yes. I want to go now. Because, like, you know that there's no one there. Except for those, like, five residents. Yeah. I wonder if we could get masks that filter out the carbon monoxide. Well, I think as long as you don't run into any of the open steam holes, you're fine. Oh, it's okay. not. It's not just, like, in the air. It's, like... It's coming out of the open, like, okay. steam and fire pits. Okay. And I think a lot of those, like, relief stacks aren't currently burning. They were set up at the, like, uh, further back a few years ago when there was more of an issue. Okay. So, We yeah. should go. Yeah. No, I'm down. Road trip. Road trip to Haunted Centralia, Pennsylvania. How, how far? That would be a long ass drive. I wonder drive. if you can even look it up. I feel like you can't even look it up. Like if they got rid of the zip code, if it's even in Google Maps. Oh, look, it does. It comes up. Okay. Oh, but it like can't like. Get directions there? Directions. No, from from here. Yeah, dildo. Let's go. Come on. Take me there. Oh, 10 hours. Oh, no. 12 hours. Okay. Ugh. So it's 12 hours away. Okay. <laughs> but um, I'll post some pictures. It's still, it's like super creepy looking. Um, and, and that's I, from Tennessee. Yes. From Tennessee. Like, here are some, I'll just show you. This is pictures. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. We love, that's the sand pits, by the way. So it's not uh... like a flat bed of sand. It is like mounds of sand what the fuck yeah we should we could still go but yeah so i'm down to go anytime it looks like florida with the sand dunes (laughs) except not at all oh look i love it (laughs) this is what it used to look like that's what the road used to look like oh cool why would they cover that why does the government have to ruin everything honestly that's a (laughs) really good question if someone would like to chime in and ants, oh my god, wait, shut up. There's what? this thing on here that's like best places to eat in Centralia. Stop. This is a joke, right? Okay, it takes you to like a neighboring town. I okay. was like, no. No, no, but no, like, no. Right? So there's Centralia, there's the neighboring town. Oh, it's no. It's like, hey, only 10 minutes away is a subway. <laughs> a subway? <laughs> of course, that would be the closest thing. A subway and a... Hardy's Crystal Pioneer Coal Mine Drive Through Burger Shack. Oh God, that's their claim to fame. Inevitably, there is. Let's see. Actually, if you look at Centralia itself, 
there is a cemetery listed, a municipal building, and the Church of the Blessed Mary Virgin or whatever. I want to go play with a planchette in, like, a Ouija board in the church. I think it is still, like, used, because look at that. It's That bitch stunning. is in good shape. They keep that up. It looks freshly painted. It looks like they paint it every Saturday. Well, yeah, and the, so, like, there are all <laughs> these, like, no trespassing signs around it, but it's very clearly cared for. There's, okay. like, a car down the road, and, like, people are obviously... Like, I'll bet you Jay could get on GIS and find who owns it. Oh, Because I yeah. wonder if, like, the church owns it or if it's, like, a private party now. I would assume it's a private party now. I bet, like, it's, like, a person who bought it and was like, don't you dare rip down my grandfather's church. Yeah. Because that's how I'm picturing. The Lord, Lord will leave the town if you You're, turn. You will undo the curse. <laughs> but, God. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so if you guys have any questions, um, hit me up about that Centralia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool one. Good, good job, Kelly. Yes, thank you. Snaps for Kelly. Yay! Leave Kelly a five star review Please, with some please. words. Type out. Kelly did a great job mm-hmm. teaching I us about Centralia. Please, thank you. Um, follow us on Instagram. Smash those five stars. And uh, oh, our Instagram handles at Worthless Opinions Podcast. We need to get this outro worked out. Whatever. We're no, always it's, like, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Well. Bye. Bye. Bye.